Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 folks welcome to the eric metaxas show sponsored by legacy precious metals there's never been a better time to invest in precious metals visit legacypminvestments.com that's legacypminvestments.com Checked your bucket list lately? Are you ready to take care of item number seven? Listening to The Eric Metaxas Show? Well, welcome. Tune in and then move on to item number eight, skydiving with Chuck Schumer and AOC. Here now is Mr. Completed My Bucket List at age 12, Eric Metaxas. I'm talking to John Zmirak. John, you made a comment at the end of the last hour about the Henry VIII. Yeah, I call Pope Francis Pope Henry VIII. And those of you who've seen the movie The Man for All Seasons or read the history, you know that out of all the bishops of England, only one, John Fisher, stood up to Henry VIII. All the others were willing to say, oh, okay, we guess the Pope's not the head of the church. We guess whoever the King of England is is, is the head of the church because uh, we want to hold on to our nice buildings and we don't want to be executed. Uh, Henry VIII burned alive monks, nuns, people, anyone who would not say that he was the head of the Catholic Church in England rather than the Pope. He he executed them. He murdered them. And he was. It's not like he had some religious difference the way Luther did. Henry believed most of the Catholic faith. He just wanted to get a divorce, and the Pope wouldn't give him a divorce, so he seized control of the church. He liquidated all the monasteries, which were the institutions that educated the poor and fed the poor and led in agriculture. They pulled the lead out of the the most beautiful buildings in England were the monasteries. He had the lead taken out of their roofs so he could sell it, and the buildings collapsed. And you have all these ruined monasteries all around England. Only one bishop stood up and all the rest caved. And John Fisher, and he was executed. He's considered a martyr. Only one of his political leaders resisted, Thomas More, who is now considered a saint. Pope Francis is acting like Henry VIII, except Henry VIII, I think, had a bad conscience. I think he genuinely was a Catholic. He was just a bad one. I think Pope Francis is a conscious atheist communist who has been working to destroy the church for decades from within. Unbelievable. Um, John, you've written many articles at stream.org. What else should we discuss before well, we're out of time? Um, I did have a piece called, Should We Gloat When the Woke Go Broke? And this was a... This there, is a great piece. I retweeted it yesterday, and I need to put it out again. This is a really right. wonderful... This is a big subject for me. Go ahead. Thanks. Well, one of my favorite restaurants in Dallas was a place called Buzz Groups. It, it's open late. And in Dallas, they roll up the streets at 845. This place was open till midnight. It had microbrews. It had really creative, fun cuisine. It wasn't expensive. The staff were quirky and fun. They had open mic night for classical music. And people would come and see pieces of operas and Bach cantatas while drinking beer. It was like my idea of paradise. 
Unfortunately, they started having drag queen brunches. That made me reluctant to go. Then they had a all ages family friendly drag queen event, which was meant to be for grooming children, bringing children to be exposed to obscene, highly sexualized drag queen. Acts. This is called child abuse. It is from the pit of hell. It is evil. And this wonderful restaurant went over to the dark side and was pushing this wow. And it gets worse. Christians showed up to sing and pray outside. Antifa members showed up in ski masks with AR-15s, with semi-automatic weapons to terrorize the Christians who were praying outside. So apparently the restaurant called them in or something. They didn't send them away. Antifa were there with rifles to terrorize the Christians who were praying outside of Buzzbrews. This is the most diabolical. This is out of North Korea. This is out of East Berlin. So when I heard about this, I had to fight off arson fantasies about the restaurant. I did. I successfully fought off the fantasies. But then this Christmas, we'd just been looked to downtown Dallas to look at the Christmas lights, and we pass by Buzz Brews and we see out of business. Ha ha! The phone. The whole chain is bankrupt. Ha ha! Yes. Uh, it's like I wanted to go roast a mush, uh, roast marshmallows over the embers of Sodom, but they went also, out of business. What a wonderful thing! But I'm also sad. The way I'm sad. The way I was sad when you and I went to downtown Seattle, beautiful downtown. We had dinner at a great steakhouse with the Discovery Institute, and we couldn't go walk the two blocks from the restaurant to the hotel because Antifa rioters had taken over the streets. We had to be driven in an SUV. It was like we were in Honduras in the 1950s. It was something out of a Graham Greene novel. And all my favorite places, Detroit with all these beautiful Art Deco buildings, New York, I love my hometown of New York. I can never live there again. I, I can't, I just can't, I can't face living. Blue cities have all the good architecture, which I care about a lot. They have a lot of the great, best cultural institutions. I, I just wanna tell you, since I live in New York, I can tell you whatever you're reading about New York, it is not nearly, I mean, New York's pretty much fine. Uh, I, I I just wanna be clear. Eric, I have to be- All the stuff the, that's in the news, I'm just- I'm thinking, afraid that if I talk at a, at a restaurant about my politics, I might get punched in the face. Well, listen, you could punch back then, but honestly- oh, but that's, uh, I don't wanna live in a place where the, the hostility is so open and the atmosphere is so Well, maybe so you're talking intolerant. about parts of Manhattan, but uh, you well, know, yeah. a lot of the boroughs, you could say whatever you want. If you're living in Astoria, Queens, you might as well be living in Euless, Texas. I'm saying the parts of the parts of the country, the beautiful buildings, the cultural institutions, the universities, Yale, where we both went to college, I wouldn't go back for a reunion. The only well, way, way I would go back to totally that's a totally different thing. Going to oh, a reunion in Yale phenomenon. is like going to a Marxist camp, and I can't do that. But New York, honestly, New York, most of it is still pretty great. And I don't want, it's I just want to be- worse and worse as they flood the place with illegal immigrants and they cut back on city services. It is on the, the trajectory to become Detroit. And we'll all see. the best places in yeah. America, that's happening. And people like, because there's like, move to a red state, move to a red state. 
it's very sad. What, what were you talking about a moment ago, though? Because this, I don't want to just argue with you on this. What you were just talking about the article that you wrote, and in the article, I talk about how sad it is that there are things that are that can't be saved. Yale cannot be saved. I don't know if Seattle can be saved. Hang on, hang on. I'm thrilled that Yale and Harvard and all of these elite institutions are going over the cliff. It's over. The New York Times. It's over. This is a good thing. We shouldn't be nostalgic for these places. These places deserve, look, they've been on a bad trajectory forever. It is finally coming to fruition. We're finally seeing what they really are. They are as bad as we ever dreamt. And if you send your kid to one of these places, you're crazy. But the same thing is happening with whole states like California, whole cities like Seattle. Uh, It's the same phenomenon. It is leftist parasites taking control of a healthy body and killing it. And there is something sad about the death of good things. My own Catholic church is going the way of Yale University. Well, John, honestly, though, there's a continuum because Yale has been has been on the dark side for many, many decades. William F. Buckley, writing about the Yale of the late 40s and God and man at Yale, gives us a picture but, of where it was going. So this is not like, oh, whoops, but if, it's been taken over. But the Yale of 1945 was infinitely better, incomparably better than the Yale of today. The Yale of 1945 was probably more conservative than Wheaton College is today. A lot of good things were still in place. Right. A, and, and the, the wreck continued and continued. So a lot of good things were destroyed. Dwight Hall at Yale, when we were there, was a left-wing pacifist radical activism organization. As of the 1920s, it was a conservative Christian evangelical association. The YMCA was not always a song by the village people. It used to actually be an evangelical organization that brought the gospel to people. The number of groups that have not betrayed us you could count on one hand. The Salvation well, Army is still yeah. good. There are not but, that many institutions and places that ha- have not been destroyed, and that is sad. Yes, we, but we're we, creating we new institutions, and if you give a dime to prop up uh, any of these places, that's why I said for you know for 40 years, you don't give a dime to Yale or to any of these places. These places uh, have, been, have been failing. Eric, the problem we're, is... We're out of time, John. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll have you back, obviously, very, very soon. Folks, don't forget CSI. Go to metaxastalk.com. We want everyone to participate. That means you, metaxastalk.com. Folks, right now in other parts of the world, people's lives are being threatened simply for believing in Jesus. People have been enslaved for their faith. So listeners to this show know that I'm passionate about the work of Christian Solidarity International because they protect and free those who are being persecuted and enslaved for their Christian faith. I've got to thank you for your life-changing generosity for years now. If you've given a CSI through this program, you have played a role in freeing literally thousands of captives. So as we near the end of this year, can I ask you to give once again your gift of just $250 will free a woman in Sudan who has been enslaved for years. You can buy a believer's freedom and provide her with food and other supplies necessary to start her new life. Just $250. Maybe you can give more and free more people. Call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522, or go to metaxastalk.com. Please do it, metaxastalk.com. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. 
In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out folks i promised you or did i that we would have kevin mccullough on the program some of you know him as votestradamus and those of you who know him as Votestradamus, are correct in knowing him as Votestradamus. But he's also Kevin McCullough. Kevin, welcome back. Hey, Eric. Happy New Year. Good to see you as always. What is, what is on your mind for this new year? Uh, whether whether oh. we're looking at you as Votestradamus or as Kevin McCullough, either way, <laughs> we can talk about politics. We could talk. What, what's on your mind? I will tell you that I said on my own show yesterday, Tuesday, the first day back from the break, I said uh, to my listeners, this is the year where we don't get any slack. There's no, this is a no slack year. We can't afford even one day to be passive or in any way uh, just uncaring, unthoughtful, uninvolved, unengaged uh, in this cycle. And there's lots of reasons for that. You know, over the weekend, the uh, college football playoffs started, and you had Michigan and Alabama playing the first game. And Michigan came into that game with Jim Harbaugh, their head coach, coming off a three-game suspension for stealing signals from other teams. And I'm saying to myself, Eric, how did we get to the point where a college coach or his staff or his team, whatever, they steal the other team's signals, they cheat, and they're allowed to play for the championship. I, I, I don't that that is a that is a cultural value that we are now saying is okay because we well, we we spanked his hand a little bit and said you go stand over there. But when it comes to the playoff, we're going to let you play. Now we've turned our backs that. on God, and we are seeing the fruit of that. The fruit of that is corruption and the death of every institution, the Ivy League. Correct. When you put out the signal, cheating's not that bad. It's okay. When you put out those signals, you're telling everybody, hey, this is what everybody does. Don't worry about it. That is evil, folks. And this, that, is, this is a classic example. That's a symptom of the bigger problem that you're describing that also was simple, uh, had a symptom of these four judges in Colorado and the Secretary of State in Maine, where they said, we're going to take Donald Trump off the ballot. We're going to accuse him and we're going to accuse him, try him and find him guilty in our own minds in court, which was not a court process. There was no due process, et cetera. They said, we're going to find him guilty of a charge he's not even charged with. They said that Donald Trump committed insurrection. The 14th Amendment said that he can't 
be on the ballot. So they're just going to randomly take him off the ballot. Even though Jack Smith's own charges against Trump in the D.C. case do not include a charge for insurrection. Insurrection is what he could be removed from if he had participated in it, but he's not even being accused of it. So again, what's going on? Cheating. I just want to do it my way. I don't care what anybody else has to say. We are the super smart four judges in Colorado. We're the super smart secretary of state who's not even a lawyer in Maine. And we've just decided the rest of the people don't get a chance to vote on it. The people themselves have nothing to say about it. We're going to eliminate their choice from even uh, having that happen. That's my second example of what I, I was thinking about over the weekend. Third thing, the governor of Ohio comes out on Saturday. and He's a Republican, Mike DeWine. He I mean, comes to out. Be technically, he's a rhino bum, but please continue. He, he, he comes out and he said, well, he was elected by a lot of pro-family voters when he got elected. OK, so this is so he comes out and he goes, uh, no, I know that there's not clear science that says we need to let men play in women's sports or be in women's locker rooms. But I'm just going to uh, say that that can't be barred in our state. And he this piece of legislation that was brought to him on a silver platter to help protect daughters and girls in girls sports by this Republican governor goes, no, nope, we're just not going to allow for that. So we cheat. We don't care about the laws. We don't care about the laws of nature or nature's God. We don't care about the laws that would that would be healthy for us as human beings. We are in a society, in a culture, from the most inane entertainment, college football on one end, to the most important decisions that can be made that affect our family and our political uh, future. Everything in between, there's no rules. So it's a no slack year. We have to fight like we are 10,000 points behind we have to, we're going to absorb some body blows as the year goes by, but we have to land punches and we have to be on offense every single day because the people that are in charge are trying to take it from us. And the people that we think would be the ones that would defend us are not doing it. It's up to you and me. Like the rhino bum, Governor DeWine of Ohio. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to be real clear. This is the fruit. This is the fruit of we took our eye off the ball. For decades, we have allowed, um, really, they have pushed God out. When you push God out, and again, it's more than that, but ultimately, that's what it is. If you push God out, God's values get pushed out. Cheating increases. You have the president of Harvard, okay? She's, she's not just ideologically insane and unable to do the most basic thing, condemn anti-Semitism, uh, and and calls for genocide. That's that's put that to the side. That's one level of insanity and wickedness. But she is now proved to be a liar, a cheater, a plagiarist. So the heads of institutions. We have this coach that you just mentioned, Kevin. The heads of these institutions are shown themselves to have no standards, to be mediocrities who got ahead by cheating and lying and plagiarizing. What is the message that that sends? To everybody, when the leaders are like this, when you've got a governor like DeWine who doesn't do what he was elected to do, all these people are sending out the message that we don't believe in truth. We don't believe in honor. We don't believe in doing the right thing. We don't believe in setting the example for other people because we're leaders. We don't believe in that. And that is when a society crumbles. And what you said, Kevin, every single one of us needs to be all in. We need revival. 
We need reformation. We need to hold people to account. We need to throw out those uh, who have done these things. We need to not not let them get away with it. And places like Harvard and the New York Times, uh, every one of these places uh, that has exhibited uh, a contempt for truth, for standards, uh, for all of these things, they need to burn down. Harvard needs to go away. People should never give five cents to a place like Harvard. Don't ever send your kids to a place like Harvard. It goes for the Ivy League. It goes for all of these places. And Kevin, uh, you just brought three perfect examples to us, and you wrote about this, did you not? Yeah, it's at townhall.com, and uh, it's you can find it under the columns there. You can also find it at my new website, thatkevinshow.com, which is up and running, and I hope people will come see us often there. You can also follow me on all my social media, That Kevin Show, wherever you you socialize on media, uh, go to That Kevin Show and you'll find me there. But we've got to. Eric, we cannot allow an ounce of slack. It is it is down to the second and third, uh, uh, you know, bench players here on the team, if you will. It is up to us. It is not the president. It's not the Congress. Uh, even sadly, it's not the church. It's us. It's we, the people. It's individuals that that hold these truths to be valuable and self-evident that there is a God. I'm not him. And we need him and we need his values to be put back into our culture and society. Well, by the way, speaking of the church, I've been saying this to everybody if you go to a church that is not being the church, that is not speaking against this, that is not working against this, that is pretending like, oh, we're just, uh, you know, it's kind of like we're going to play foosball for an hour and a half on Sunday morning. It's got no relationship to anything outside the foosball table. That's the kind of church you're going to. You need to get out of that church. And people say, well, we're trying to get our pastor to understand. You know what? That time is over. If you are supporting a church with your money and your time that is not doing God's work in standing against this evil, it's not a real church, folks. It's a fake church, and God will judge you for propping up a fake church, a dead church, a church that, like the fig tree, Jesus has cursed, because we are in that kind of a war in this year. And so, Kevin, you're saying that people are either all in or they're helping the other side. We need to be all in. You cannot support anything that is going along with this. And it is, you know, on the one hand, heartbreaking when you see all of these leaders show us what they're made of. It's ugly. But guess what? There are many people that are not like that. We need to get behind those people, support the people who are speaking the truth, support the people who actually care enough about families and about their fellow Americans. No, I agree with you. And um, I, I'm just going to be personally committed on the air, Eric, on my own show. I know you will be as well every single day. Um, we have to speak truth. Uh, yeah, we should do it in love and make it winsome. Uh, we always want to be uh, encouraging those who are seeking truth in their in their pursuit of that. And if someone's coming to you and saying, I, I'm really genuinely confused, I want to sit with them and help them figure it out. But for people that are just being knuckleheads and saying, uh, no, I know the truth, but I'm not I'm not going to abide by it. Uh, we need to have little patience with those people. Those people are doing the devil's work. And the more that they do that knuckleheaded stuff, the more they need to be called out. So well, I've, we're going to we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. Plenty more. Uh, plenty more with Kevin McCullough. Don't go away. You can find him at that Kevin show.
MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All the biggest discounts of the year are happening right now, so don't miss out. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code ERIC, or call 1-800-978-3057, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Again, use code ERIC and save MyPillow.com. Use code ERIC. Folks, I'm talking to our friend Kevin McCullough. You can find him at thatkevinshow.com, social media, that Kevin Show. Kevin, um, you know, when you mentioned uh, the Colorado Supreme Court, one of the guys on that Supreme Court was a classmate of mine at Yale, Democrat. And these institutions, and this is going back to when I was there, they have basically said, we don't care about truth. We don't care about playing by the rules. We care about winning by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. This is called Marxism. And to be clear, folks, if you believe in the God of the Bible, you can't live that way. If you believe in the God of the Bible, believe in the God of the Bible, you're going to live by standards, because that's what honors him. But if you don't believe in him, if you're effectively Marxist, you're effectively atheist, you're saying, we just want to win. And we'll do, what can we get away with? What can we get away with? So the Supreme Court of Colorado says, we're going to do this. Um, the the Attorney General in Maine, was it the Attorney General? I can't remember. Secretary of State. Secretary of State, sorry, in Maine. Uh, they're all going to see what can we get away with? What can Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, get away with? What can we get away with? Not let's do the right thing and trust God will honor us when we do the right thing. No, what can we get away with? And by the way, if you're not caught, you got away with it. So we need to make sure that we hold everybody accountable who wants to play these games because we are setting a, a template for the next generation and the next generation, how do we function? Do we do the right thing? Do we do the legal thing? Do we do the honorable thing? Or do we do whatever we need to do uh, to defeat Donald Trump, for example? And, and Kevin, I'm curious. I believe that it is overwhelming that, uh, you know, this country has seen uh, how bad it is and that, that people are missing Donald Trump's leadership like crazy and his opponents are scared to death mm -hmm. of him coming in and they're accusing him of exactly what they're doing of behaving like dictators and authoritarians he never did that he he never would do that but they are gaslighting everybody and saying oh if he comes back he's going to do this and this and i i just have to say we have to stand strong we have to stand strong and we have to fight because if they're if they're trying to defeat him by any means necessary, doesn't that tell you what they're scared of? They're really scared that justice will come to them. Not only that, Eric, and this is much more foreboding, it tells you what they will do if they are allowed to keep power. 
which is going to be worse than what we we see them doing now. In other words, if they really do believe they have a get out of jail card or get out of hell card, um, you know, in their back pocket, then there's no restraining themselves. There's not there's nothing in them that says, well, maybe I shouldn't break this law or go past this guideline or, you know, uh, allow these votes to be counted when they're clearly not eligible to be counted. In other words, everything that we appreciate as a, as a system and as a society that is built on the rule of law is just out the window. And if you don't want to live in the chaotic world where it's every man for himself and it's, you know, who has the most guns, I mean, that's what, that's what we're, endearing ourselves to when we say cheating is okay. We're saying that honor is unknowable. It is what is right to me. It is, it is, and it, it only affects how I think about it. And the rest of you, you know, to hell with all of you, I'm going to do what, what, what I need to do. That's what we are moving towards every single day. When we say uh, there is no rule of law, there's no objective standard. There is no God. The absence of God is chaos and chaos will destroy us all. Well, it's, uh, I think that it's a blessing from God that we're seeing these things, that these things are coming out. You're seeing the fruit of decades of this stuff. I mean, we've been turning our backs on God for a long time, and it takes a long time to begin to see the fruit of what happens when you do that. One of the things that happens is you get the president of Harvard, who is the classic token. She's a black woman who was picked Uh, because she is all in on the DEI nonsense, not because she is going to be good at leading Harvard. They're not interested in that anymore. They want to pick someone who's going to represent what they believe in, which is intersectionality and DEI Marxist lunacy. And then you find out, and not only that, she's a liar and a cheater. Imagine the head of, you know, what is probably the most prestigious college or university in America is on the planet plagiarist, a cheater. Oh, and you think, wow. And there, you would think in a second, she'd be gone. Eric, what was your major at Yale when you were at Yale? What, what did you an, study? An English major. Okay. So what would have happened if on even a minor project, you uh, plagiarized Even just one example of the things that she did, what would happen to you as a student in good standing? I'll be honest with you. I don't know the answer to that because it wouldn't even have occurred to me. Like, it's just bizarre. Well, just think that that Harvard right now, you have students probably undergoing disciplinary review for accusation of plagiarism in their in their dissertations or in their papers. You have to when you. You have to write these papers. You have to defend them. You have to say, this is how I came up with it. You have to, you have to produce the goods. Think about the fact that these communications and English majors are all attending a university at which the president of the entire system is guilty to a gross degree yeah. of something that would get them kicked out of the student body, much right. less ever be published again. You, you're a successful author. I've only written three books. You've written 300. But here's the thing. Our publishers would not put up with that for half a second. And depending on how bad and how egregious the example would be, we could go to jail for it. And how do you live with yourself if you're lying and cheating and play? How do you live with yourself? We'll be right back. We're talking to Kevin McCullough.
Welcome back. Talking to our friend, Kevin McCullough. Uh, before we continue, I want to remind you, we're doing a campaign with CSI. Uh, Kevin, you and I have been privileged uh, on our programs to talk about the ability of the people who listen to free slaves. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not done it, go to metaxastalk.com. Do not miss the opportunity to start the year in a right way, doing something beautiful for people you will not meet, whose lives depend on what you do. Every $250 frees a slave and sets them up in a life of freedom. This is unbelievable stuff. We've talked about it a lot. We need you to participate. Uh, Metaxastalk.com is the place to go. If you want a phone number, I'll give it to you at the end of this segment. But everybody needs to resolve to do something uh, to help. Um, Kevin, we're talking about what has happened in America. And I think it's nice when things are clear. And we have two different views that are coming clear and clear. One is, I believe in God. I believe in reality. I believe in freedom. I believe in laws. And then you've got other people say, I believe in nothing except winning. What can I get away with? What can I do? I don't believe in honor. Honor's for suckers. I don't care about dignity and principles. I believe in winning. And if I need to screw some people on the way to winning, I don't care if I have to lie or cheat or steal or whatever I need to do. That is the choice. It's a stark choice. It's dramatic. We have people that hate freedom, hate the people who voted for Trump, hate Christians. They're just doing whatever they want. They have no standards. And so people are being forced to choose. It's like, is that the world you want to live in? Is that the world your children are going to live in? What kind of a world is that going to look like when you're telling your children there's no right or wrong? Doesn't matter if you cheat. We just want you to win. How do you live with yourself when you live that way? Well, the great Rush Limbaugh said um, a few years before his passing that you know, in order for America to remain what it what it is and what it has been, there has to come a realization that the price of what it costs to achieve is something that we have to defend on a daily basis. And if you don't put the put the example into like a home environment, if a husband and a wife want to have a marriage that works, they have to communicate, they have to serve one another. They have to do the things that fundamentally, mechanically make that relationship work. But if they really want something that's unique and special, they need to go beyond just the, the bare bones of that. What we are in essence in the midst of right now is the society that says, we don't even want to do the bare bones. We don't even want to do the mechanical stuff. We, we want what we want, and we don't care who it hurts to have to go through to get it. And, and what Rush Limbaugh said was, if the left ever actually was honest with people about it, what it truly believed and truly wanted, no, nobody in America at the time that he said it would really want to vote for them because they would say, we don't, we don't have any desire to be controlled by the state or to have the state make all of our choices or to tell us what we can believe about who we worship and uh, all the rest of it. I'm not sure that that statement still exists. Like, I think that a good portion of our society, and this is why it's more important now than it was at his time, I think a good portion of our society has said, no, I'm okay with limiting my potential if I just get my basics guaranteed. So I don't care if I, if I 
have the potential to become a gazillionaire. I just want to make sure somebody sends me a check every month. As opposed to being someone like many people that I've known who immigrated to the country from other places and said, this is the greatest opportunity I've ever had. I've never had a chance to own a business for myself and to become something that I never had the chance of being before. We as Americans are spitting on the potential, the greatness, the goodness that we can experience by God's mercy and by his grace that we have the opportunity to exist and know here. And by doing that, we are making it more plausible and possible for our enemies to move in, to take over, to pass laws, to use lawfare against those of us that love the rule of law. They, they will use the laws against us as they are doing against President Trump right now, trying to corner him in four or five different ways to say that he can't uh, come back and, and be president again. They'll do that against us. The, the enemy is not Donald Trump. The enemy is the idea of the Judeo framework that we have grown up with that must be put down in order for these people to succeed. And so they're not coming for Donald Trump. They're coming for Eric Metaxas. They're coming for Kevin McCullough. They're coming for every single person listening today. And that's why this has to be a no slack year. You can't take time off. You have to put in the hours. You have to put in the work. You have to do the work. You got to talk to your neighbors. You got to, you got to, Take a, a step of leadership at your church, and you got to say, we got to talk about these things. This is the month of the sanctity of human life. Everybody thinks, oh, Dobbs took care of Roe v. Wade. No, for New York and New Jersey, Dobbs made things worse for, for the people that are seeking abortion, because now abortion trafficking is happening, where people are taking people across state lines to go get kids killed. We've become worse off in the last year because of that uh, ruling, not better off. And until we individually own it, we have to have a, a burning in our gut that wakes us up in the morning and says, I can't take today off. I've got to live what I believe. So first of all, we've got to be kind of the moral agents that we, we want to see the culture become. But then we have to be advocates for it as well. It's not enough to just live it. You have to argue for it, defend it, and advocate it. And again, everybody's lives are different. You know, not everybody is called uh, to argue in the workplace or to whatever. You've got to figure out, you've got to ask God to lead you and guide you because we're all right. different. We all have different circumstances. But I just want to say when, for example, one example of this, okay, the Democrats um, for sure have turned their back on God. They've, they've done this radically and they have sided with the Marxist atheist view of things, which means if we can cheat and get away with it, you better believe we're going to do it. So they stole the 2020 election. What do they do when you bring it up? They say, oh, you can't talk about that. Shut up. You know, you're an election denier. What do they do when they get power? They use that power to silence dissent. And then because we didn't fight back because we let them get away with it, they have enacted satanic policies millions have come across our borders many of them chinese nationals that are being sent here by china so that when something happens they have soldiers on american soil uh we've got drug cartels pouring fentanyl in this is what happens when you don't fight folks the results are going to affect every one of us which is why what kevin is saying every one of us needs to do everything we can we finally see that we can no longer sit back and let somebody else do it. So whatever we're supposed to do, we're supposed to do. We'll be right back talking to Kevin McCullough.
folks, welcome back. We're talking to Kevin McCullough, that KevinShow.com. Kevin, it's a new year and you are just firing us up that this is the year everybody has to be all in and everybody's got a different role to play. I mean, I just keep yeah. saying that, that my my book, Let the American Church, is coming out as a film. Uh, anything anybody can do to help promote that when it comes out to get people to go see it. And if you're going to a church that is not in this battle, as Kevin and I are outlining it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm begging you, get out of that church. Find a church. I don't care if it's online or if you do home church, but do not support a church that is looking the other way while evil is being perpetrated because every one of us will be held responsible. No doubt about that. And I think that one of the things, Eric, that you said in the last segment that I want to reiterate is not everybody's called to have a big platform and a big megaphone and to shout from uh, the, the, the tallest mountain all the time. But all of us have people in our sphere. All of us know people that have questions about what's going on. All of us have the ability to, especially in one-on-one -on -one situations, be able to give guidance and feedback to people that are lost, that, that don't know. Because I don't think that America is filled with people who expressly hate God. But I think there are a lot of people that are still in the could-be-decided category. And again, our job is twofold. We have to live it, and we have to advocate it. Advocating it sometimes is to a group of people that that is less personal than that one-on-one, -on -one, but we all have the ability to one-on-one -on -one talk to people that are saying, I am very confused about the days we live in. I don't know a lot of non-Christians that are saying, I want to see uh, gender ideology be advanced in the public schools. I don't know, I don't know any non-Christians that have actually ever said that to me. But they may be afraid to say, I don't want it to come to my school because they may be called names. They may be told that that their thinking is wrong. And so then they're confused. I, I was raised that men are supposed to marry women and they make kids. Yeah, that's the biology that we all learned. So we have a chance, no matter where we go, no matter who we touch, no matter what lives come across our path, we can shine the light wherever we are. The Reformed believers call this spherical sovereignty. We use the area that we occupy to demonstrate the gospel in bright, bold, vivid, life-changing ways. And sometimes that means we have to fight about things that we would rather not fight about. And sometimes we need to love on people because they've opened up to us and they've said, I'm really struggling with this. It's not either or, it's both and, and it's not only on Tuesdays or only on Sundays, it's all the time. And that's why this year is the year of no slack. There's no, you're not getting away with being out of the game this year. You yeah. got to be on the field and you got to be in uniform. And by the way, folks, it's exciting. God has chosen us to live now. This is not like, you know, oh, it's a mistake. I want to take a pass. No, 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 no. God has, has put us here now so that we uh, could do his will now uh, and bring his values wherever we are and do what we can. And I always say, it's like, if you ask George Washington in 1776, Hey, George, how's it going? Not well, but guess what? <laughs> if Providence be with us, capital right. P God be with us in this cause of Liberty, we can prevail. We will prevail. If God is with us, if it's his will, our job is to fight. And so we have to understand fighting is a biblical value. We don't fight the way the world fights. 
but we fight. And it's one thing, it's nice to be winsome when you can be winsome, but there are times also, you know, Bible says, be, be at peace with all men where possible, where possible. There are times when you just have to fight. You have to advocate for what is right and true. And yep. this uh, is a season where many people are waking up. Uh, so it's an exciting time. I am hopeful uh, and joyful that we get to participate in a time where everything we do matters. Kevin McCullough, my friend, thank you. People uh, can find you at thatkevinshow.com, thatkevinshow.com. And don't forget, folks, CSI, we need your help, metaxastalk.com, metaxastalk.com. The phone number, 888-253-3522.